0: Hello and welcome to episode 250. It's a bit of a milestone, isn't it? I'm so proud of myself for getting to 250 episodes in under a year. I uh, think that's quite a feat on my part. But enough patting myself on the back. Let's dive into today's topic. I have a meeting coming up with a school administrator. To talk about restorative justice in schools, have you ever heard of restorative justice well there it's a it's a fabulous, fabulous program that I really want people to know about so uh, if you're a teacher, an administrator, or a parent who has kids in school, I want you to listen up and hear about this really cool program because it might it might be beneficial in your school so restorative justice began in dealing as a way to an alternative way to deal with criminals who committed crimes and it's an alternative to the traditional punishment harsh punishment model And it was, it gained some popularity back in the 70s uh, for, in terms of the criminal justice system. But more recently, it has gained popularity as a program that can be implemented in schools. And so when you use restorative justice in schools, the the way it basically works is if a student misbehaves. Let's say they get very angry and yell at the teacher or curse out the teacher. In that case, they would go to a what they call a circle, a restorative justice circle. And so the teacher would be involved, the student who yelled or cursed at them would be involved and any students who felt that they were negatively impacted by the student's behavior would be involved in the circle. And it's facilitated by a staff member who's trained. It could be the teacher who was yelled at or it could be someone else. It depends on uh, if the teacher who was yelled at could be neutral enough to, uh, I think it probably depends on if the teacher who was yelled at can be neutral enough to facilitate the circle. But basically everyone would sit in a circle and that kind of the goal of that is to reduce the hierarchy or the power positions from anyone in the circle so that everyone kind of has equal uh, power or equal uh, status in the circle. And so the facilitator would talk about what the child, the student did. And then the kids and the teacher who were negatively impacted by the behavior would get an opportunity to talk about why or how they were impacted by that student yelling at the teacher. Maybe the students would say they felt unsafe. Maybe they would say I was trying to write my paper or do my math problems and you distracted me and I couldn't concentrate on my work. Or I don't like it when people yell and that upset me and then I couldn't finish my work that day. Perhaps the teacher may have yelled back to the class, uh, to the student and the teacher would say, well, you're yelling at me, upset me, and then it triggered me and then I yelled back at you. So they all get a chance to talk about how that student's behavior or choices impacted them. And then the facilitator at some point would ask the student what was happening leading up to the, them yelling at the teacher and what caused them to choose to yell at the teacher, what triggered them to yell at the teacher and what thoughts were they having? What were they thinking when they were right before they were screaming at the teacher? What were they thinking while they were screaming at the teacher? What were they thinking after they or how were they feeling after they screamed at the teacher? Did they realize the impact that their yelling had on the teacher and their fellow classmates? Stuff like that. It would really be about looking at the harm that was done and how other people were affected by the choice how they were harmed by the choice so once the student has a pretty good solid understanding of the impact of their choices then they have to determine they have to all work together to determine how they can restore justice how they can repair the harm that the that they did by their action and then you know maybe it is um that they, if they genuinely feel it, they apologize to their classmates who are affected. They apologize to the teacher. If um, maybe they agree to pass out the papers every day for a week to help the teacher to be more efficient so that they can get the class back on track since the student disrupted the learning environment. So maybe the student has to now contribute to Uh, catching the class back, you know, helping the teacher to catch the class back up from their disruption. So it could be all kinds of things like that. I heard, I read about another uh, incident where a girl had her cell phone on the windowsill and the boy, a boy saw it and thought he would be funny and he grabbed it before she noticed and he sent a bunch of nasty text messages to people in her contacts and one of the people he sent a nasty message to was this girl's mom who lived out of state. Her parents were separated, divorced, whatever, and the mom lived out of state. And their relationship was already a little bit rocky anyway from whatever was going on. So this boy, thinking he would be funny, he texted, I hate you, to, from the girl to her mom. Well, because their relationship had been rocky... This wasn't necessarily an outlandish thing that she would have typed, that she could have typed. It wasn't, wouldn't have seemed completely out of character, but of course she didn't type it. Then the girl's phone died right after he sent all these messages. So it was some bit of time before she could charge her phone to say, oh my gosh, that wasn't me who just sent that. So she, so then her mom was very upset by what was going on. And her dad was very upset by it too, and she was very upset by it. And so, this happened at a school that implements restorative justice. So, they did their restorative justice circle, and the girl had a chance to tell the boy how his choice impacted her negatively. And she explained a little bit about the relationship that the the rocky relationship she has with her mom and how that really damaged their relationship. It really harmed it. And so going through this process, the boy admitted, acknowledged that he didn't even realize the harm that he was causing to this girl. He was just being impulsive. He thought he was being funny. He saw the phone and without thinking, he just grabbed it and started doing it. He had no idea. The harm that he was causing her. So as part of the, uh, how, you know, what they came up with for how he would implement or restore, uh, repair the harm that he had caused, he agreed to write a, a letter of apology to her mom who lived out of state. But because that was a Um, an appropriate response there but because the dad lived in the town and this is a very small town he it was agreed that he would see her dad sit with her dad face to face and apologize to him and explain why he did what he did and what he had learned from it and this is a very small town that this school is in and so the facilitator asked the boy, "What are the odds that he would run into this girl's dad in his day-to-day life?" and he said, "Extremely high because he's my mailman." So, he had to face this girl's dad, who's also his mailman, and have this conversation. And the girl's dad forgave him, and he was very pleased to see that the boy had realized the impact of his poor choice on so many people. And that's how they uh, worked at that, that situation out. And so this is such a fabulous uh, program. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's been instituted in many, many, many schools across the country, um, private schools, public schools, charter schools, and across the board, it's getting great results in terms of the reduction in the number of suspensions, detentions, expulsions, the reduction in the number of behavioral incidents that are occurring in the school. Um, but it's not an easy program as far as I can read about and learn about. It's not super easy to implement it, and it takes everybody being on board, not just the administration, not just a few teachers. It has to be a community school-wide um, Environment that everyone's agreeing to help do their part to create. So everybody has to be on board. And when it's implemented correctly, it can have really good results in terms of improving the school climate, uh, reducing uh, days missed of school, reducing all kinds of behavior incidents and discipline, um, Discipline things like demerits and detentions and suspensions and stuff. And so it's just the most fabulous program. I'm a huge, huge fan of it. And I'm going to be going to a meeting with a superintendent where there are some issues in their school, one of their schools. And we're going to be talking about how this may be a really, really useful program to bring to the school to improve the school climate and reduce some of the acting out behaviors that they're seeing in their student population. And so if you've gotten this far, I appreciate you for listening. And if you feel like this is something that would benefit your school, your school environment, your school community, just Google restorative justice. You can find tons of information on it. And there are several really good books that have been written about it as well. So as you know, I like to pass along any useful things that I find that may be of use to you. So that wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope you have a very just and restorative and peaceful day.